How to Grow Wisteria, an easy listening guide with me, Alan Titchmarsh. Hello and welcome to the brand new Gardener's World magazine podcast series, exploring some of the key issues that incense and inspire gardeners. These are handy expert guides to some of the topics and techniques the team at Gardener's World are asked about time and time again. Cuttings, tomatoes, pests, 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 (laughs) blooming blight, composting, to name but a few. In this exclusive series, I'm going to talk about some of these big questions and share with you my practical, no-nonsense solution. I'll lead you, not down the garden path, but to a more successful, hopefully less stressful approach to tackling common garden woes and getting the garden of your dreams. I want to help you to have more time enjoying the fruits and flowers of your labours and less time actually labouring. There are two distinct kinds of wisteria, Chinese wisteria and Japanese wisteria. (laughs) The interesting thing is that one climbs clockwise and the other counterclockwise. It's the Chinese wisteria, wisteria sinensis, that twines counterclockwise and Japanese wisteria twines clockwise. This need not worry you. They're both wonderful plants and choose a flower colour that appeals to you. I always remember thinking when I grew up in Yorkshire that there was something wonderfully posh about wisteria. We had honeysuckle outside our back door, but there was a very smart house up the smarter end of town that had wisteria, which left me feeling that it must be really terribly smart. If I have one question I receive more than any other in the year, it's why won't my wisteria flower? Oh, but actually, there are only a handful of reasons why wisterias don't flower. So in this tea break tutorial, I'm going to talk you through what wisteria needs to grow well. It likes sun and it likes support. So that means it needs a wall or a framework to grow on that faces south or west. North-facing surfaces don't get enough sunshine. East-facing surfaces, they may get it in the morning, but they tend to be rather cool. So you need a south or a west-facing aspect for your wisteria. Plant it in good soil. It's going to be there for an awful long time. Wisteria is long-lived. There are many specimens over a hundred years old. So be kind to it at the outset and that way it will last you, hopefully, almost as long as you last. So that was step number two. The third thing is that certain wisterias are naturally shy of flowering. Now, if your wisteria has been propagated from a cutting, you don't know its parentage. You're just guessing. 
Cutting propagated wisterias can be notoriously flower shy. So when you're buying a new wisteria, buy one that's been grafted onto a rootstock. The rootstock will provide the root system that is vigorous and healthy. The grafted variety on the top will be of a proven flowering quality. You can choose its colour. It may be that usual wisteria purple, it may be pink, it may be white, but it will be a reliable flowerer because it's been grafted. And the other thing is, it'll flower as a much younger plant than it would be if it had been propagated from cuttings. So, we have our grafted wisteria. We've planted it in good soil at the foot of a south or west facing warm sunny wall with a good support system because it climbs by these twining stems rather than by tendrils like sweet peas or by aerial roots like ivy so it doesn't stick to a flat surface. You need to give something it can twine round. You don't have to use trellis, you can use horizontal wires fixed to vine eyes into the brickwork and that for me is the way I grow wisteria. So all the things are propitious and then it starts to grow. It sends out long twining stems. This is wonderful in the first year or so because you can space them out on the wall, loosely tie them in and that way extend the plant's territory. But they keep on growing. And if you leave them to keep on growing, a wisteria can produce all stem and not quite so much flower, so we need to prune. And we need to prune a wisteria twice a year, in January and July. Now in July, all those long questing stems that you want to extend the plant's territory, tie them in and just cut off the tips. And my trade secret, all those that you don't need, which are growing straight out from the wall, cut them back to about a foot. And then in January, shorten all those foot-long shoots to finger length. So July, a foot, January, a finger. And that way you'll encourage the formation of flowering spurs, these short little shoots that do carry the flowers. Now, it's also good, because they put on so much growth, to feed wisteria well. Rose fertiliser has plenty of potash and magnesium, which suits wisterias, quite literally, down to the ground. Give them a helping of rose fertiliser in March, and then again in June or July, and really water it in. And then you should be guaranteed success with your wisteria. So just to recap, grafted plant, sunny wall, good soil, pruning twice a year, January and July, and a good feed every now and again. That is what guarantees you a healthy flowering wisteria. If you've had one growing for 10 years on a sunny wall and you prune it twice a year and it's still not flowering, I'd give it up as a bad job. Plant yourself a grafted plant and enjoy those blooms. That's it from me, Alan Titchmarsh. Till the next podcast, whatever the weather, enjoy your wisteria and enjoy your garden. All the best. You've been listening to Tea Break Tutorials with me, Alan Titchmarsh, produced by Lucy Ditchmont for BBC Gardener's World magazine.